Welcome to the Spook Zone, everybody. It's me, the host with the ghost, Adam Knox, and the co-host with the... Oh, no! Ghost. (laughs) Peter Jones is here. Oh, yeah, it's me, Peter Jones. (laughs) And the third host... We're not in any order, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We're all hosts and we're all ghosts and we're all here for another episode of Ooh Spooky, the podcast where we talk about the spooky and paranormal Did you actually say Luca's name? Luca Muller. You didn't say. You that. didn't say Luca Muller. I swear. You said I the didn't. third host. Said There's no order, and we're ghosts. <laughs> I said turd ghost, and then you said so. We're all ghosts. <laughs> I said and you I feel like one, Knox. <laughs> right. Well, I've just. I. I think because say my name. <laughs> <laughs> say it. Uh, Heisenberg. <laughs> uh, right. Just because I've said. Your I don't name understand it. that reference. <laughs> have you never seen Breaking Bad? I have seen Breaking Bad. It's uh, just the year 2018. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Well, in the year 1982, a book was released called Mysteries of the Unexplained, and every week we go through it, if this is your first time listening, and pick out five spooky stories of the paranormal and uh, see whether or not we get the frights from it. Peter Jones, bookmaster. The bookmaster. Turn the page. (laughs) The only one of us that can read. (laughs) And even then, half the time. (laughs) Please, what is our first... Our first story uh, takes place from the chapters marked... Monsters and more. Ooh wee, ooh wee, you, A Sydney surveyor named Charles Harper encamped with several companions on Currakabilly Mountain in New South Wales, Australia. Oh, close to home. He had an unnerving experience one night in 1912. Disturbed by sounds from the nearby woods, the men threw extra branches on their fire, and the circle of flickering light enlarged to include a monstrous stranger. As Harper subsequently told the press... (laughs) Fuck! Fuck! (laughs) So early! (laughs) Such a hot run! (laughs) Ghost! Sorry, I have a stutter. A huge man-like animal stood erect. (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) Not 20 yards from the fire, growling and thumping his breast with his huge hand-like paws. They're trying so hard to make it sound like it wasn't a man, but saying man-like creature, hand-like paws, a face-like top of the strangeness. Face-like front of head. A man with his man hands and his man body and his man erect penis. An erect-like shaft. I looked around and saw one of my companions had fainted. He remained unconscious for some hours. The creature (laughs) stood in one position for some time. I should say its height when standing erect would be five foot eight. To five foot ten. Yeah, if he says five foot eight to five foot ten, that means about four foot. If, it, <laughs> if, 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 if we're talking height. erect, its body, legs, and arms were covered with long brownish red hair, which shook with every quivering movement of its body. <laughs> Unlike normal hair, which is motionless, <laughs> <laughs> and also like erect, quivering. It's like you gonna fuck this monster? <laughs> the hair on its shoulders and back parts. A pe- <laughs> <laughs> I think this is like the like I don't think they sent when they sent like convicts and early settlers over to Australia. I think they sent some of the dumbest people. 
That man was unconscious for ages, lying down, snoring <laughs> a snore-like sound. Hey, here, and then the bloody back parts all had hairs on them too. The back? Yeah. I'm fancying it up a bit. Uh, hair on the shoulders and back parts appeared in the subdued light of the fire to be jet black and long. But what struck me was the apparently human shape. <laughs> This is wild. But still... He sees the, every descriptor of a human and goes, oh, this person looks like they're human-shaped. But still so very different. Uh, oh. The, <laughs> the body frame was enormous, indicating immense strength and power of endurance. The arms and forepaws... <laughs> forearms? Forepaws. Oh, dude. Like forearms, but forepaws. Like a dog has. Forepaws. Forepaws. <laughs> We're extremely long and large and very muscular. Being covered with shorter hair. <laughs> Again, like a person. Well, let's not jump to conclusions that it is a person. <laughs> no, you're right. Empirically, I can't say that this person is a There's person. There's nothing that he said so far that would indicate that this is a person. All right, continuing. The head and face were very small, but very human. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes were large, dark and piercing, deeply set. And a most horrible mouth was ornamented with two large and long canine teeth. When the jaws were closed, they protruded over the lower lip. All this observation occupied a few minutes while the creature stood erect, as if the firelight had paralysed him. Was uh, Charles whatever lying like... Charles Harper? He's pretending to be asleep next to the fire or something at this point? Yeah, um, he's copping a good long look at it. If it's a few minutes... They're just staring at each other. They were the men. They were all standing up, and then one of them fainted, and then he. Then one of them fainted, and he looked around like, oh, and then stood there for several minutes yeah, instead of helping. His- yeah, the, the creature's just kind of standing there around the fire as well. Like he's like throwing, you know, he threw more wood on the fire to get the fire bigger, and then like looking around, it's like, well, Barry's out cold, and oh no, <laughs> yeah, this he's is also just standing some the creep who lives in the bush is like. Good eye, fellas. <laughs> like a guy who at a pub comes and sits down at the yeah. table and doesn't say anything for a bit, and you're like, he's a little because he's, he's he's self-conscious about his teeth. Someone told him he needs to go out and make new friends. He yeah, we know how to do that. I don't want to go out and make new friends. My big teeth always get me. People always complain about my weird back parts. <laughs> It's a nice night for a fire, isn't it, lads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, man. You got a, yeah. uh, this you is a sick bonfire. You got another one of those cans of cougar there for me? <laughs> you pop the billy on, eh, mate? <laughs> Anyone want to put on some powder finger? <laughs> Always goes well with a nice fire. No, okay. You guys uh, ever done OxyContin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's fucking munted. <laughs> He's passed out over there. <laughs> After a few more growls and thumping his breast, he made off the first few yards. I forgot that he was thumping his breast. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's getting ready for a meeting, a big power meeting in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> the few yards, uh, he made off the few, first few yards erect, then at a faster gait on all fours through the low scrub. Nothing would induce my companions to continue the trip, at which I was rather pleased than otherwise. Mr. Harper hastened from the territory of what he thought to be a gorilla. I, uh, no. But there is no Australian gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I reckon that was a gorilla. No. (laughs) All right, well, you got me. (laughs) There does seem to be a two-legged hairy beast or wild man locally known as the Yowie. Oh, Oh, I was going to say... (laughs) 
I and as he ran off, he fell apart and inside a tiny toy. <laughs> you know what st- stands on its hind legs is slightly hairier than a person. This sounds like it's going to be a joke that ends in like a Dutchman or whatever, but like uh, has a, has a sm- it's the first Italian he's ever seen. <laughs> has a has a smaller face than a human, but still a fa- it was a kangaroo. Yeah. That's a kanga. Short That's hair, a textbook kanga. Short red brown hair. Hitting it, thumping its chest. Uh, it said he had big muscular arms, though. They've got kangaroos fuck off massive arms. Kangaroos do have big arms. fuck off arms. Yeah. yeah. Arms. No, I guess they do have big They're arms. They're not a T Rex. <laughs> They've got big fucking. You yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah. one he of those? He did not mention a tail, though. Yeah, but you can't see the tail from the front. True. And, and then he got down on all fours and bounded away. Yeah. And maybe he'd lost his tail in some fight, <laughs> which is a reach. But uh, they have back parts. They've got growls. They yeah, growl. They, they go growl. Every yeah. fucking Australian animal goes for whatever reason. No, Even yeah. the tiny ones are like. I stand by it. On <laughs> the- He's googled pictures of kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stand by it on the arms. They got like because it said it had big forearms and hands, which yeah, they yeah. definitely don't have. Yeah, but if you're <laughs> looking at this thing in the shadow of a fire, man like hands on a kangi, absolutely on a kangaroo, <laughs> on a bloody kangaroo. <laughs> I'm saying it's he's got big hands for a kangaroo. Maybe it was a kangaroo carrying around the arms that he'd ripped off a man, <laughs> <laughs> trying to return them. <laughs> these, do you know? Got, I, I don't want to put I them just, in my pouch. It's gross. I just have these now. I'm just going to have to carry these everywhere. Want these back. I don't know if you can put them back on or anything like uh, that. Unfortunately, I cannot speak English, so I'll communicate the only way I know how. <laughs> oh well, this is obviously confusing. I'm Your friend sure. has fainted or is still asleep. I don't know if you like. Gorillas uh, are able to regrow your arms. Crocky, I don't know what I saw out there, but I reckon it was a gorilla. Incorrect. Okay, well, I don't, I'm stuck there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe that this story took place in Australia as well, because for it to go on for long enough and become recorded before, like, that story, if it actually happened in Australia, would have ended with all of his friends going, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, Gary. No, it didn't. Fuck off. My name's Charles. Yeah, you're Gary, cunt. <laughs> you're Gary now, mate. Yeah, fuck off. Look at this classic absolute Gary of a bloke. And scared Gary. Look at you, you fuckhead. <laughs> Stupid bloody Gary. Gorilla in the bush. How about you fuck off to the bush, mate? I'm all for the idea of a yowie, though. I'm up for it. What What is the yowie? I've never... Got what do you mean, like- what is the yowie? I literally just described it. <laughs> it's just like Australian Bigfoot, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought it was like a... I guess I always imagine... A tiny chocolate creature? Yeah, yeah the shape also, of the yowie. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, it also is like a kinder surprise, but in the shape of a little monster. Because if... Australian animals on the inside. If you yeah. go to the big banana, I think it is, you go on like a ride on the big banana <laughs> that's just like a monorail that goes through a yeah. setup thing. And there's one point where they're like, and be careful... Because there's a yaoi coming out of the lake, but it's clearly like this repurposed dragon that used to be at the front of a merry-go-round or whatever. Yeah. And it pokes its head above. So that's what I always thought a yaoi was meant to look like. Oh, uh, yeah. Like but uh, what's the difference thing. between a yaoi and a bunyip? Oh, I'm thinking of a bunyip. Yeah, You're thinking of a bunyip. That's the difference. Because <laughs> a bunyip's like a, like a swamp-dwelling creature. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a bunyip. And, it, and it's one. bigger and squatter and more like a... Like a sort of angry dragony pig looking thing. Yeah, more like a like a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yowies. Yeah, they look more like gorillas and shit. Okay, so it's yeah Australian Bigfoot. Yeah, and uh, the yowie bunyip. I don't know why this is, but I believe in the North American Bigfoot and probably like the Himalayan Bigfoot. The, You're saying the you Yeti. don't believe in a yowie? I don't well, think that there's an Australian Bigfoot. You don't think that there could be an. 
I reckon they could. Of course they could be. This I'm, is a, yeah, not, a I'm, bunyip. It's a great brown land. I'm saying Nowie to the Yowie. Nowie to the Yowie. It didn't work out as well as I Nowie to the. I'm saying Nowie to the Yowie. You want one now? <laughs> <laughs> you want I'm, a Yowie Nowie? <laughs> either show me one immediately or I'll never believe it. Well. Um, yeah, bunyip is like a big fucked up thing that lives in the water. and Yeah, yeah, it's just like a water dragon angry looking thing. Yeah. Just like a gross guy. Damn. Well, it was a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It was a real yowie. A gorilla. <laughs> Definitive proof of the Yowie. Next story, please, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> this one uh, is from the section uh, titled... Yowie stands for Ye Only Way is Essex. <laughs> that joke, if for people who know what ye I meant... Ye Only Way is Essex. Is, and they call it Towie. Oh, do they? Yeah. I've never okay, heard that. I've heard good. of the show, never heard the abbreviation. I've seen some interviews on Graham Norton with members of the show, so I know everything about it. Wow. I can't wait for you to be on Graham Norton and plugging this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in one episode... Security like- tackling me to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> All spooky. You know, on set we would call it Oss. <laughs> <laughs> Flips me in the chair. Uh, so this is from, um, in, uh, from Beyond the Walls of Time, the section yeah. Beyond the Walls of Time. Uh, if a person dreams that he will die in a certain situation and then takes care to avoid that situation, we have, of course, no means of knowing if the warning was false <laughs> or if fate had been cheated. This book is so good because some of them are just like... It's written out like it's a historical document, and then there's somewhere it's like a riddle. (laughs) (laughs) The answer to that riddle being, this could either be the case or not, which is pretty crazy if you ask me. Sometimes, though, fate gives a warning and then refuses to be cheated. Ah, I call it the final destination conundrum. (laughs) (laughs) One night in July 1750, Robert Morris Sr., the father of the Robert Morris. (laughs) (laughs) True, like, there is more information, but still truly, like, the dumbest piece of information. Freddie Prince Jr., son of Freddie Prince. Robert Morris, Morris Sr., the father of the Robert Morris, who managed the financial affairs of the American Revolution. Well, that Robert Morris. Yeah, that one. Yeah, right. uh, dreamed that he would be killed by cannon fire from a naval ship he was to visit. The dream made him so nervous that he was persuaded to board the vessel only by the captain's promise that no guns would be fired until he was safely back on land. Which I also like the idea of like, now, I know, I understand normally you'd have people on and off this boat with you just firing willy-nilly, <laughs> but I want you to absolutely promise to me that you are not going to fire once until I'm safely back Also, like, if you're on the ship, surely it's safer for the guns to fire then. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I won't fire the gun until you are back in range of our guns <laughs> on land. The visit was made, and at its conclusion, the captain gave instructions that no... S- Salute be fired until he signalled that the rowboat had returned Morris safely to shore. But while the boat was still within range of the ship's gun, a fly settled on the captain's nose. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I love Mr. Bean. And he thoughtlessly raised his hand to brush it away. (laughs) This gesture was taken as a sign that the salute should be fired, 
And so it was. <laughs> Duh, I think I saw the Captain Rose's hand. <laughs> that weren't the signal. That was him brushing away a fly. <laughs> no, I reckon it was it. This is uh, ship of bumbling people. No wonder the he was Beagle fucking. Boys are in charge of firing the cannon. <laughs> no wonder he was having nightmares about going on SS dumb cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've rounded up all the village idiots and put them on a, on a boat. <laughs> you go say get out. <laughs> Nothing will happen. The b- <laughs> Fly <laughs> out here in the water. <laughs> I mean, his boat's right in front of our cannon, but <laughs> how's he gonna get on the boat? Oh, go get the ladder. <laughs> a fragment of the blast struck Morris and wounded him fatally. Oh no! It's just like you just stop firing a salute. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. If you he's don't... just given the order as well, do not fire salutes until but... you see the signal. Which is me mildly moving. <laughs> if uh, you happen to see me doing like a like a, a like a motion, then like give it a bit of a don't fire gun. <laughs> oh man, have you ever had a dream where you've where you've died that's really scared you? Uh, I think so. No, but I, I did get spooked by Final Destination 2 with the one where they're driving behind the truck full of all the logs. The yeah, fucking log yeah. truck. The That's log the only truck. one I remember from that as well. Yeah, because yeah, whenever I see like logs on trucks, I'm always like, ooh. Or actually anything on a truck. Actually anything it's... full stop. I don't like driving behind anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking... Oh, I hate that stuff. Just to make because sure... Because this actually did happen to me. One time I was driving behind a car that had a wheelbarrow. This is on the highway. Wheelbarrow on the back. The wheelbarrow fell off the car. Oh, shit. Like, right in front of in front of my car. I swerved out of the way of it. Because I'm, like, fucking sick behind the wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that actually happened. And that's I'm always super spooked by stuff on the back of trucks. I get really scared of that as well. And to make sure that I'm never behind another car and might be in danger when I drive, I drive at 150 at all times. <laughs> so I can be at the front of the pack. I've always made it clear. <laughs> To, be safe. to all like uh, police officers who are like you know, working on the road and stuff, I said, whatever you do, do not fire your guns at my car until I give the signal. But there's always like thousands of flies inside my vehicle, and I'm always waving them all away, getting shot. <laughs> it's so good that that story is presented as like, oh, sometimes there's no stopping fate. Yeah, and it's like it's just the stupidest military of all time, and they're like, ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's beyond our control. <laughs> the whims of the, the grim. Reaper will claim his prize once more. <laughs> the machinations of God have struck as this man ran into a window pane these two men were carrying thoughtlessly across the road. Sometimes destiny enters your life in the form of a bug. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now I'm going to lie my head down here on this guillotine just to test to see if the resting place is all right. Now, whatever you do, do not drop the guillotine. <laughs> Lo, the sisters of fate have intervened with this banana peel. All right, so this next story, it uh, takes place from everybody's favourite segment. (laughs) The fact that you used your microphone hand to turn that page (laughs) means the sound of the page turning will definitely be on the recording, which is fine. How authentic. Unearthly Fates. Oh, shit. We're not using no goddamn (laughs) e-book right now. (laughs) At the end of a day's work in 1974... Now, just clarify for me, what does a day's work mean? (laughs) 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 You know when we do one podcast for 45 minutes? It's like that. (laughs) (laughs) So they've been hard at work. 45 minutes is up. Uh, Workers for the Dowling Construction Company of Indianapolis left a five-ton steel wrecking ball 
hanging from a crane 200 feet above the ground. Fuck. That's so high up. (laughs) When they came back the next morning, the ball was gone. (laughs) Police and all concerned were baffled, and the ball was never found. Sick. The end. (laughs) There was a new hole in the ground. (laughs) Enormous. Enough to fit a 200 Covered over immediately. (laughs) We're never going to know what happened because the only witness was mysteriously squished. (laughs) We can't can't check where it went because the roads have been destroyed all the way downhill by something. (laughs) All right, fellow workers at the Dowling Construction Company, I just want you guys to know that whatever you do, do not let this ball go because I had a dream last night <laughs> that I was going to die at the hands of a giant wrecking ball. Now, as soon as I give the signal, which will, of course, be a brushing of my nose, <laughs> of course, you can let it loose. And here I am just looking up uh, straight above at the ball. What year was this? Then the 1974. Okay, the so fly would then land on the ball in that scenario and then, yeah, then that it makes jump. it too heavy and it squishes yeah, him. Yeah. His hands don't move. Yeah, this we've got fl- our five-ton wrecking ball on our 5.001-ton <laughs> chain. <laughs> <laughs> the fly in this scenario is that little rat from the Ice Age movie. <laughs> now, boys, we've got a big job here, so we've got a big wrecking ball. We have to destroy this chain factory because it was making chains that were too weak. Now, I don't know where we got this crane or the chain from, but the job should go without a hitch. Not without a literal hitch, because we do need that to stay hitched up there. So hopefully that... Yeah. I just think someone stole the wrecking ball. <laughs> I reckon. It, I reckon no, they came with their own crane or some shit. <laughs> even bigger crane. <laughs> I reckon as a goof, the, the workers definitely took that wrecking ball and did something dumb with it. And then they were like, we don't know, boss. It, just, yeah, well, it was know. here last night when we left it. But like this morning we came in, mystery. I guess it's never going to be found. <laughs> it's definitely in one of their backyards and they're always like having a barbecue around it. <laughs> one of them climbs to the top of it at the like at, at 10 p.m. or something. And it's like, oh, then he falls off and the party gets wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all fun and games till someone falls off the bowl again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. When was that, did you say as 1974. Well? Is that what you asked before? The year yeah. of the ball. Were you trying to figure out as well whether it was early enough for people to be dumb enough not to be able to figure it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, also- I was trying to place it in the, like the triangle of security footage, people yeah. having cars and I guess like a big... Even a big um, ute can't really tell a five-ton wrecking ball. But I reckon there never was a ball. I reckon they never <laughs> got around to hooking it up in the first place. And they're like, uh, what happened to that wrecking ball? Nobody knows. You didn't want just a chain? Well, I guess it was stolen then. (laughs) But also, like, I also hope that it was, like, at midnight on New Year's Eve that they had it. It's like, all right, well, this is going to (laughs) drop. Don't know where it could be. (laughs) All right, this next story uh, takes place... uh, in the, the realm of the unquiet sky. What what one was the segment for the previous one? Mysterious Unearthly Fates? Unearthly Fates. <laughs> for the for, ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the ball. <laughs> An alien took the ball. <laughs> I mean, who knows where that ball could be? <laughs> it might be in another dimension. Oh, man. That's that's the dumbest one so far. Yeah, that's a real highlight. <laughs> if this whole show that that I that I do not give a fuck about that story. Yeah, but what happened to that ball? 
Nothing. Who cares? <laughs> Even if it did vanish, I still am not interested. What if I told you that a young David Copperfield grew up in 1974 in Indianapolis? <laughs> I think that would have been a regular age David Copperfield by that time. How old is David Copperfield these days? Uh, you guys take a guess. Everyone take a guess. Uh, I'm going to say 67. Right now, he's 67. Yeah. I think he is 59. I reckon he's... <laughs> you sounded like you disagreed with me so much and then went eight years difference. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not an idiot. I know how to play prices right. <laughs> 59? Yeah, yeah. 67? Yeah. I reckon he's 64. Okay. Let's look up that anyway, David Copperfield. next Copper story, please. <laughs> <laughs> the end. David Copperfield. Oh, he looks good. Um, <gasps> look, his phone just disappeared. <laughs> he is... Oh. What, what if it was just in the building that we're using the wrecking ball to destroy? <laughs> yeah, it definitely was just. They definitely would have swung it. It would have gone into that building. They're like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess we'll make up some bullshit story. He's I know 62. a guy's writing a book. We can He's 62? Legit- He's 62. Oh, okay. He's also named after a Charles Dickens novel. What year was he um, born? Like 19 years ago. 56. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. So he would have been. He would have been 18. 18, yeah. You want to know his real name? Exact perfect age to first try his first magic trick. Years. This is the Wikipedia page. Uh, so it has born, residence, occupation, years active, 1974 till present. Holy <laughs> shit! Whoa. What city was he born in? <gasps> New Jersey. <laughs> and that's only like a quick drive to India. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just check early years to see if he moved around at all. The famous magic scene of Indianapolis? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's New Jersey. <laughs> Well, still good. I reckon this is what the I've answered it. David Copperfield disappeared that giant wrecking ball, or it fell in the building, or there never was one. <laughs> <laughs> or aliens took it. All right, this is the unquiet sky. Now, I understand that we've had a lot of ones where stuff has fallen from the sky <laughs> that isn't supposed to, but let's just accept that this chapter is mostly... <laughs> <laughs> In Milwaukee, Green Bay, and other towns in Wisconsin, strong, very white spiderwebs fell in late October 1881. Strong, very white? Yeah. yeah. Spiderwebs. Spider Not them webs. green spiderwebs that you sometimes get? No, no, no. Very white ones. Very white ones. Okay. 1881. They ranged in size from mere specks, which, how would you know it was a spiderweb? Yeah. <laughs> Someone is coming off the roof. <laughs> Into the rain? <laughs> oh, it's all yeah. sticky. It's oh. hard. There's a million really cold spiderwebs falling from the sky. <laughs> so, some mere specks to threads 60 feet long. Whoa. Big cum. <laughs> There's a lot of cum. <laughs> the webs all seem to float. Imagine coming for like five minutes. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> ah, I'm going to have to do it out the window into the wind. <laughs> this one maniac who just comes so much that... Because the next bit explains what... The webs all it's, seem... <laughs> it's not going to fit on your back parts <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's covered that wrecking ball <laughs> The webs all seem to float inland from Lake Michigan Sometimes being so thick as to annoy the eye <laughs> <laughs> Now look, I enjoy a thin spider web getting in my eye as much as the next man But over a certain width <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I've got conjunctivitis of this fucking spider web <laughs> 
and extending upward for as far as one could see. Curious. you? Oh, I think I got a big spider web up my nose. And just as like this is like a scientist who I definitely has never has never come in his own life, <laughs> who says. Curiously, there is no mention in any of the reports of the presence of spiders in the general shower of webs. <laughs> Just like long, stringy things as far as the eye can see, hitting everybody in the Wisconsin Bay Area. You do get those fuck-off big spider colonies. Have you ever seen videos of them? It's gross. Why would it, like Googling videos of them? Because I hate spiders, which means I'm fascinated with them. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> well, right, look, you know how you bite an ulcer? Oh, Christ. Just to feel something? <laughs> why is this? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, why are you being so gross? We're talking about cum flying in the face. Keep you it clean, though. Especially in, like, American lakes. I've seen videos. I saw one not that long ago of a dude who was filming because he was like, I was about to walk into this public toilet, but look at this shit. And there's just spider webs everywhere and spiders on them. But, Ugh. like, they congregate in massive groups of, like, millions of them near lakes and shit when it's, like, mosquito breeding season and stuff like that. So you oh, think that all yeah, the... I've seen this shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You think, so all the spiders have just kind of wandered inside and then all their webs have just been picked up with a big breeze. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's They far. cover a big fucking tree and Exactly. Stuff. And so yeah. the wind picked that shit up, but the spiders and all And all the spiders off. were like, yeah, the spiders were just left behind and then all their webs are just everywhere. They're like... Oh, no. I'll have to shit out another house. Oh no! How are they gonna know that's one fine pig? <laughs> that was the thickest spider web I'd ever made, or as I call it, just a me web, regular web. Oh well, at least we're here by Lake Michigan. <laughs> at least we've got each other. Don't come near me. I'll eat you because we are cannibals. We're the worst creatures in the world. I hate spiders. Fuck, they suck. What's your least favorite? You any been, of them? I don't like. Have you been any. bitten? No, I'm, I'm cautious. What if spiders could talk? Would you like them then? Fuck no, because they'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, they'd be. What, all... if they were, what, what if they were just nice? If spiders are like, hey, buddy. Like, yeah, I've been watching you the, the whole time, Adam Knox. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't like that for whatever reason. <laughs> You've swallowed seven liters of alcohol in your sleep. <laughs> we just stand above your mouth, spraying. <laughs> and this isn't like you know how they say everyone it happens to. Just you, just you. <laughs> it's on average. You are the one soul it's happening to. <laughs> it's happening to you so much. It's the amount of, that we've done to you divided by seven billion. <laughs> Honestly, all night. It's honestly never happened to we're, anybody. Else. We're sick of doing it. It's not even funny anymore for us. We just had a Google alert set up for fucking weirdos that would search videos of our monstrosities, and we're like, let's go spray that guy in his sleep. People think you snore. That's just the sound of us spiders gangbanging your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the reason you talk in your sleep is to warn others But there's no need Because we don't have a problem with them <laughs> It's like Gulliver's Travels Except for the fun part It's a nightmare <laughs> Your mouth is my toilet <laughs> No matter how much you diet You can't lose weight Because we are pumping you full of our sugary cum every night <laughs> I do. <laughs> Come in your mouth, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I 
hope that's not what's happened. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep tight. <laughs> Okay, the the final story uh, takes is from in the realm of miracles. Uh, I like this one. Yeah, because there's no spiders. Yeah, <sighs> no, because they're a monstrosity, not a miracle. So a spider sent from the Lord. No. Twelve-year-old <laughs> uh, Mariette Becco was looking out of the window of her home in Banu, Belgium, on the evening of January 12, nineteen thirty-three. It was about seven p.m., and her young brother was due home from his friends. Suddenly. Mariette saw a light outside in the garden. Shining in the night was the luminous bright figure of a woman. Her, her posture erect, her head inclined slightly to one side, Mariette called for her mother. Mrs. Becco also saw the strange figure. It must be the Blessed Virgin, she said. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> she said half-jokingly oh. to her daughter's repeated questions. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> Christ, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's Jesus' mum. <laughs> it's that Blessed Virgin, you stupid little cow. <laughs> Soon the vision faded, at least as far as Mrs. Becco was concerned. But her daughter could still clearly see the shining woman, and she began to say her rosary. At last, the figure disappeared, and when Mariette's father came home, he laughed at his daughter's experience. <laughs> <laughs> that dude sounds cool. <laughs> Making her seek the approval of older men for the rest of her life. <laughs> Blessed Virgin, she would. <laughs> the Becos, or the Beckos, were one of the poorest families in the area, and although nominally Catholics, had little time for church going. Despite this, Mariette began to attend catechism. Catechism? How's it spelled? Could be. C-A-T-E-C-H-I-S-M. Never heard of that word. Catechism sounds right. Catechism. I, don't, I also don't know what that is. Some don't want me to look it thing. up? Yeah, catechism. Let's Spe- look that up. Spell it again. Cate- catechism. Cate- catechism. C-A-T-E. Blanchett? No. <laughs> yeah, that's it. C A T E C H I S. Here we go. Here we go. Um, a catechism, cate- catechism. Get to be catechism. Got to yeah, be catechism. Is a summary or exposition of doctrine as serves as a learning introduction to the sacraments traditionally used in catechesis. Bible or school. Christi- oh yeah, yeah, so Bible yeah, school. Like, yeah, but yeah. like Bible yeah. school. Yeah. So uh, she began to attend a catechism at the local church. The priest, Abbe Jamin. Uh, listen. Who? What? <laughs> Abbe Jarman. Abbe Jarman too. <laughs> Jarman. Listen to her story of the shining lady. Oh, went, like... oh that's dope. <laughs> yeah, she was. Uh... Oh, that's a... oh man, that's... she was trying to convince her sister to come with her. She's like, I hope you like Jarman too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, oh, that's cool. So you said that lady was blazing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to buy some of our merch? We got catechism shirts. It's the name of my band. It's not the Bible school. We've got team. a ca- catechism grinder. <laughs> <laughs> so Jarman listened to her story of the shining lady, and at first put it down to a vivid imagination, encouraged by the recent apparition of the Virgin that were reportedly seen at uh, Burang, not many miles away, on Thursday, January nineteenth. <sighs> Mister Becco found his daughter praying on the gut. <sighs> Bless you. Praying. Oh, spooky. Praying. <laughs> Been blessed. Praying on the garden path. He was worried and went to solicit Abbe Jarman's help. <laughs> <laughs> what country is this in? It is in Belgium. Okay. The priest was out. 
So uh, Becco got a neighbour instead. They came upon <laughs> Mariette as she was leaving the garden and tried to induce her to come indoors. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> I am out and I am proud! <laughs> it's time to go jamming! <laughs> Who's at the church? I'll be jamming. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> Tell me, is that the church? So wait, I missed that last part because I honestly I was thinking about Abbe Jarman's name. Yeah. They came up on uh, Mariette, so the neighbour and, and Mr. Becco found Mariette as she was leaving the garden and tried to get her to come indoors. Right. She's calling me, she answered, and set off down the road. Together they followed along behind the child. Soon she came to a small roadside spring and knelt down beside it. Seemingly listening to something the two men could neither hear nor see... Over the reggae music they were playing. (laughs) Over the reggae music that was blasting full volume from Jarman's house. (laughs) Uh, She plunged her hands into the water. This spring is set apart for me, the child murmured, as though repeating something she'd been told by an invisible presence. (laughs) You know when you're just repeating something told by an invisible presence? Later in the garden, she again saw a vision and asked... Who are you, madam? The girl then replied, as though answering her own question, the, ves- the blessed virgin of the poor. Nearly 14 months before these events in Banu, Benita Pelgri Garcia's right arm had been seriously injured in a boiler explosion in Barcelona. The end. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Medical efforts in Spain, Italy and Germany had failed to heal the arm and Garcia was un- unable to work. His wife, a Belgian woman, urged him to make a pilgrimage to Benu, where the healing spring of the Virgin of the Poor had become well known. But Benito was an anarchist and would have nothing to do with such superstitions. Oh my God. <laughs> I may have oh my God. blown up my arm in a boiler explosion, but I'm also a goddamn anarchist. <laughs> yeah. My, my blown-up arm was my fault, and I'm going to not be able to work to, on my own. But I'm trying to do a libertarian thing, but I can't even fuck. <laughs> you can't even fuck? Nah, man. <laughs> it sucks, dude. At least Benita could still fuck, eh? <laughs> At last, Garcia's daughter, who had turned 13, threatened to find work in domestic servants to help the family unless her father consented to trying the healing powers of the spring. Garcia could only succumb to such pressure and reluctantly agreed to make the pilgrimage. As a token of willingness... This is like... This guy is just like, oh, well... And like, oh, okay, Dad, well, I'm going to go become... Um, I'm going to go work in a house or something. It's like, oh, no, well, daughter of mine! You've twisted my boiled arm. I'm going to go <laughs> chuck it in a spring. Like, that is... Like, that's just a holiday, dude. Just go yeah, and try yeah. the spring. Luckily, the Sex Pistols were playing, so he was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, God save the Queen. Uh, as a token of willingness... He's got safety pins holding his arm together. <laughs> as a token of willingness, if not good faith, he also vowed to abstain from alcohol and tobacco during the journey. It's like, well, Dad, I didn't actually ask you to do that. Shut up! <laughs> I'll do it. I can read between the lines. <laughs> on July 4th, 1933, the Garcias set out on foot for the Belgian shrine. They had no money on for... On foot? <laughs> on foot. Jesus. <laughs> like, His feet still worked, whatever. <laughs> Get over there. They had no money for lodgings and very little for food, except for the small amounts Mrs. Garcia managed to earn by obtaining occasional knitting jobs when they stopped to rest for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Just door knocking like, you need some knitting? <laughs> like, no. I'll knit for you. <laughs> you got three weeks for me to make you a jumper? <laughs> Doesn't knitting take forever? Yeah, Maybe so. she's just doing like overnight Maybe knitting. Quick. All right. So they're going from Barcelona, right? 
Uh, yeah, they're from Barcelona to uh, Banu, which is B-A-N-N-E-U-X. Yeah, what's the walking distance on that? Let's have a look. Um, how do you spell Banu? B-A-N-N-E-U-X. Oh, Banu, Belgium. To Barcelona, on foot. Stopping to knit every night. Yeah. Walking directions not available. Fuck. Driving? It's 11 hours and 52 minutes. Oh, okay. So that probably... It's 1,300 kilometres. So I, I reckon about a two-hour drive takes you 12 hours to walk, just because I know that from another thing I've done. <laughs> Wait, hang on. It's, it's not worth explaining. <laughs> no, I don't, know. I don't know about this. So let's just double that and say it takes about five days to do. All right. Well, that seems that actually doesn't seem too bad. No. I mean, it does seem like... I reckon it's way more than that. Uh, you yeah. could do it in 10 days if you stopped every night. They are stopping every night to yeah. knit. Yeah. 1,300 kilometres. What's the average walking pace? Right, a 1,000 kilometres a minute. Okay, well, it's they got there five, actually pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's about 5Ks a minute. I think the, the, the fastest man in the world can run at like a 47K 40. per Average hour. walking. That's not useful though. How does that? I mean, it's got to be less than that. Unless this guy was the fastest man in the world. He's like, keep up, family. I mean, well, it's not above that then. <laughs> Uh, it's 5Ks now, average uh, walking that's pace. What, so if you have to drive at walking speed, that's the... Yeah, he's also got kids with five. it. Yep. So it's 260 hours, so it's with more than 10, 10 days. straight days. Oh, yeah. It's So it'll take you probably a month if you're walking like eight, just eight hours a day. I sore arm, you know? <laughs> yeah, none of these people have anything to do, though. They don't have jobs. <laughs> yeah, because they're too busy going on pilgrimages. If you walk eight hours a day, it takes you 32 and a half days. Okay. Whew. Damn. Damn. <laughs> As they neared Banu, Garcia's nerves were thoroughly frayed. Yeah. He'd been walking for a month. And he hasn't smoked in that entire time. That's definitely why he didn't want to go. It had nothing to do with him being an anarchist. He's like, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fucking so far away. <laughs> Get a load of this anarchist. Doesn't want to walk for a month. <laughs> if nothing happened to the... He just sh- said, I'm anti this. <laughs> How's this? If nothing happened at the shrine he promised, he would leave his wife there and go back to Spain alone. <laughs> Imagine the arguments they had on oh that walk. <laughs> Finally, when there was, they were no more than half a mile from their goal, his resolution failed. <laughs> he slipped away from his wife, found a kindred anarchist who was willing to lend him a hundred francs, and was gone for several hours. <laughs> When they're half a mile from the shrine Half a mile from the shrine Uh, He's like, fuck this A month I could do, a month of one day I'm out (laughs) I need to find a fellow anarchist Can I have a hundred francs? Well, yes Mrs Garcia became frantic With the help of the police, she found him And persuaded him that it was foolish to come so far Only to turn back Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah Didn't need to get the police to do that Together they made their way to the spring, Garcia in a mood as far removed from faithful confidence as possible. (laughs) (laughs) He is testy and horny. (laughs) As he approached the spring, Garcia was given a bucket of its water. He placed his right hand into the bucket and was surprised to find that the water was almost boiling. Then he dipped his uninjured left hand in it. To his amazement, the water now felt cool. Whoa. So the hand that he had burned... He has no feeling yet. And had been walking with open for a month. <laughs> a doctor at the scene suggested that he not touch the water from the common pool because it might make his wound more septic. 
Still unbelieving, Garcia therefore placed his arm into a fresh bucket of spring water and appealed. If you are the virgin of the poor, prove it. Here is a poor man who has come all the way from Spain. To his stupefaction? Stupid face? (laughs) (laughs) To his stupid fucking face. (laughs) Uh, Stupefaction? Stupefaction? Stupefaction. Let's say stupefaction. That's like... His surprise. To his surprise. (laughs) He was stupefied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to the amazement of of those around him, the wounded arm healed visibly in the water. Benito Garcia, a poor man without faith, had been cured. That is the end. But it leaves one unanswered question. What did he do with them hundred francs when he went (laughs) away for a couple hours? What was he up to with that little bit of... Well, that's a crazy story. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Jeez, that was a long one. But yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a two-parter. One, that you see was, a little girl who's uh, seen the Virgin Mary and then finds a magical yeah. spring. Yeah. Two, then some dumbass and his family have to walk all the way from Spain to check it out and be like, yeah, confirmed, is actually real. That was the way my mum would have told that story. <laughs> like, if the point was, oh, Frank's arm's okay now. Um, the, the source is actually Knox's mum. Oh, really? <laughs> what yeah. year did that happen in again? Uh, 1933. Yeah. yeah, right. And then the war. So. Well, it, okay. <laughs> so, just saying. <laughs> so, deal with it. That man's name, Berto Mussolini. <laughs> yeah. He's like the Forrest Gump of Europe, like, as he's making that trek, just crossing through every igniting issue that <laughs> set off World War II. Not II. shaking hands with all these dictators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, he carries his, like, broken arm in a Hitler salute, and <laughs> a little boy with a little mustache goes, <laughs> he's real tired of walking, so he's like throwing his legs out real far forward. <laughs> That's not a bad dance. Right, I got a hundred francs from this anarchist. What can I do for a couple of hours? <laughs> you young man, how about I buy some of your artwork? <laughs> <laughs> Me catch a train? Never. They're for disgusting people. <laughs> <laughs> and they never run on time. <laughs> Stop and making me walk all this way. You're like a fascist dictator. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife definitely can make you some of these uniforms. Now, what were the two letters you wanted inscribed in each of these pockets? <laughs> now, she can't make you a curved symbol, but she's good at straight lines. So if you could come up with... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that fucking Nazi's arm got healed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's five more stories from the uh, unexplained world of mysteries. We will be back next week with more, but in the meantime, if you want to see more of the stuff that we do uh, on a regular basis, you can look me up at Adam G. Knox on Twitter, and I post everything I'm doing there for the most part. Sandwich eating and all that sort of stuff. Luca, where can people look you up? Um, yeah, Luca C. Muller on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Say hello. Drop in a line. Give us a like and comment and rating and shit on iTunes and whatever. And hit if that you can. Sub- smash that subscribe button. You better smash it. Tell your mates. 
Peter Jones. Yeah, tell can... a friend. If you've enjoyed the pod, tell a friend and get them to download it as well. Get them to listen. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Peter the Jones. We all have comedy festival shows coming up, so keep That's an true. eye out for them. Adam Knox, what's yours called? Mine is called uh, My Compliments to the Jeff, and then in brackets, pretend my name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Luca, yours is called Haha ha, Cool. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Pete? Mine is called, they call me Peter Jones. Good morning, how are you? Mine I'm is Peter on at 9.45pm at Acme as well. You can look them all up at the Comedy Festival Just pop website. that in the guide. Yeah. Can we? Oh, you don't have a, a time yet. I don't have a time yet. Damn. Yeah. We're recording these. Hey, but it all times out well. Like, you could do a little, see all three in a night. Yeah, oh, That'd be tidy. Yeah, because you're on at 6.30. Yeah. Yeah. Chances but are you'll be able to do that. Don't fuck it up, Pete. I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back next week with more mysteries, but for now... Adios, muchachos. (laughs) Jam on.